Welcome to the Word of Grace podcast. As a community, we exist to love on God with all that we are and to share His grace with everyone. If you want to connect with us more, head to social media or wordofgracechurch.com. Here's today's episode. How can I make church even more about me? Let's be honest, though. That looks kind of nice on some of these Northeast Ohio frigid mornings, right? I love it. You know, we got to be honest, we live in a world that offers us a lot of comfort, a lot of customization, a lot of tailored things to what I want, my needs, right? But we all know something deep down inside. We were designed for something deeper. We were designed for a richer life in community with one another. Amen? Our world says it's all about you. Have it your way. Express yourself. Speak your truth. But we need to get in the habit of holding all those ideas our world throws at us that are everywhere accountable to the word of God again, right? The, world tells, the word tells us something important, very simple. It's this. This is not a solo journey for us. It's a journey we take together. It's not first and foremost about us. It's about him, amen? Let's take a quick survey here of commands in the New Testament for disciples of Jesus. I'm just going to rattle these off rapid fire so that we don't give our team up their fits. Okay. Love one another. Be devoted to one another. Serve one another. Bear one another's burdens. Forgive one another. Be patient with one another. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Look to the interests of one another and consider others better than yourselves. Bear with one another. Teach one another. Comfort one another, encourage one another, show hospitality to one another, employ the gifts God has given us for the benefit of one another, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. That's the short version. That list goes on and on and on. I cut it short for time's sake. We could be here a long time looking at the one another's that are everywhere in Scripture. And that's what Jesus had in mind for his church, for his people, that they would be together that we would choose to live with one another like this. Well, I'll be honest today, and we all know it's true, it's a whole lot easier to just separate from one another at the drop of a hat, right? Yeah, there's a lot of things that could drive us apart. And, and you see, we, we drive apart over more and more trivial things, don't we? More and more preference rather than genuine differences even. The list goes on and on of things that we separate over because our world doesn't operate like those verses we just read. Because loving, choosing to extend the grace of God to one another and live how he called us on behalf of one another, it's not always the easy choice, is it? It's costly. It costs us something to live like that. Most of the time, it causes us to swallow our pride, which we don't like doing. In our world, it says, I don't have to. I can make it about me. Sometimes, if we're honest, we really need to immerse ourselves in scriptures like that so that we can hear the call and command of scripture over and over again when we don't feel like it. So we can be called back to a labor of love for one another. It may not be the easy way, but it is the better way. It's the way of Jesus. It's the way we're called to as a church together. We want to become more of a one another kind of church every day, amen? Amen. See, following Christmas... I haven't been able to get John chapter 1 out of my head. The astounding claim that John makes in verse 12 carries so much weight. It's such an incredible thing, he says. He says this, John 1, 12 in the NIV reads like this, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed 
in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We get to be his children together. We get made, formed into a family together. That's God's heart for you and me, that we be part of the family. Psalm 68, 6 tells us he is the God who sets the lonely in families, leads the prisoners forth with singing. You see, his purpose, God's intention for you, you want to go, God, what do you got for me in 2023? It's to be part of the family of God. That's his purpose for you. He wants you to experience the depth of his love and grace that isn't possible with a VR headset. That happens when we choose to sacrificially choose one another and move together on the journey he's called us to. Amen? I thought of us as a family as I was just drawn back to this scripture again. Because we are invited in together into this family. You know, there's two things that struck me. Two things I want us to remember today about being a family on this journey together. Number one is this. No child of God is an only child. No child of God is an only child. Jesus gave us the right to become children of God. Sometimes, maybe because of how the gospel was presented to us, or maybe because of the way that our world has trained us to think about me and me only, we think of ourselves like we're God's only child. You know, we get all of God's attention. We don't have to share with our siblings. We, there's no such thing as hand-me-downs for us, right? I apologize to any only children in the room if I'm stepping on toes. I do hope your parents forced you to do hard things and socialized you and things like that. Your life in the kingdom... Life in the church that Jesus died for requires us to recognize it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about we together. That's his dream. And ultimately, it's about him. Jesus made sure that it was never a me thing. It was always a we thing. Another big thing about our family. So the first one is this. There's no only children amongst the children of God. The second is this. Maybe you've heard it said before. It's a great phrase. You don't get to choose your family. You don't get to choose your family. Now, I know that we live in the time where you can customize your church experience to exactly what you want, right? But you don't get to choose your family. You know, usually that saying is quoted in a very negative context. Like when somebody's being really difficult, people are like, well, you never get to choose your family. I'm stuck with this guy. (laughs) When there's clashes in worldviews or your passions or even just trivial differences that we seem to be really good at nitpicking about. The church has experienced that a lot, right? Speaking more about the wider church. Church has experienced that negative feeling and those things that separate us. But I got to tell you, when it comes to this church family, I cannot believe how good God has been to me. I can't believe how good God has been to me that this is the family I get to journey with. I love this church family. I'm crazy about all of you and going on the journey with you as family together. We're ecstatic that we get to serve this church, love this church, because we couldn't have chosen any better. You know, God knows where to put you. Do you believe that? He knows where you're going to grow, where you're going to experience his best in your life. You don't get to choose your family, but we do have choice, right? You don't get to choose your family, but you do get to choose whether or not you will engage in the family of God, whether you will love whether you will serve, whether you will be together, whether you will make the time 
In the New Testament, like we just read about, with all those one another statements, it hammers that point home to us again and again in our hearts. If we are part of his family, the greatest privilege that we could ever imagine, then we choose to love one another. We choose to serve one another, encourage one another. Whether it's hard or not, we make that choice. We put in the work every time. Amen? I want to look, just kind of briefly, draw your attention back to the ragtag crew that Jesus put together when he walked the earth. I was joking in our New Year's message that we had online that the Christian show on the life of Christ called The Chosen, you guys have heard about this show, it's a great show, that it was stealing my thunder because they released an episode that week that just happened to be focused on the passage that I've been waiting to preach for like months. I'm like, come on, really? They're stealing my thunder. Well, they're at it again because (laughs) any Chosen fans in the room here? Yeah, okay. Um, You'll be familiar if you're up to date with that show of the tension that must have existed in the hearts of the disciples. They do a really good job in that show of showing that tension because they didn't all like each other, okay? There's a scene uh, recently in the show where Simon the Zealot, who had pledged his life to overthrowing Rome and their control of Israel in violence, he realizes that he has to spend time with Matthew, a former tax collector who sold out his own people for Rome, for his own gain. That scene is a little bit tense, if you haven't watched it. But honestly, how do you think that would go? How do you think that would go? You know, Jesus is sitting there going, yeah, you guys are brothers now. You know, you're sworn enemies. You probably, you want to kill him, but you get to be brothers now. How do we think that would have gone sitting around the table with Jesus? From the very beginning, when Jesus first began to say to people, come follow me. Anybody who choose to respond to that call and follow him would have to wrestle with these same two realities. You're not an only child. You can't choose your family. But you do have a choice of whether you'll engage. In the kingdom of God, i got to tell you today, there's going to be people you don't understand. In heaven with you, someday, there's going to be some people maybe you don't even like or didn't like when you walk this earth. Can we be real about that today? Sorry if I'm popping some bubbles. Surely that guy's not making the cut, right? (laughs) We're wired for judgment, let's be honest. But looking at the people that Jesus included, the ones he chose, the ones he called, you know, they had a vast variety of stories that they were living into. But they found something more true in Jesus. And that united them as one. You see, he took precedence over everything in their lives. It doesn't matter who I was, it matters who I am in him, right? We're new creations in him. They found something more true in Jesus, and it transformed their lives. We've got to remember something about being part of this family, about going on this journey with Jesus. When we truly follow Jesus with our everything, choosing to love each other in the way that he modeled for us, lived out in front of us, despite our differences, it brings us together in him. It creates closer bonds among us. If I'm running after him and you're running after him, it's inevitable. We will become one. In other words, when we live our lives as disciples of Jesus Christ, we become family. A while back, the Lord gave me a little bit of an image of this. I'd say it's a a picture, but it's a little bit more of kind of like a a little physics lesson I want to show you. I need some help. So where are Bob and Larry? 
I've, I've, I've asked you guys to come join me because I trust them and I don't trust some of you. But come on, where's Larry at? Come up here. So I got this rope here and I'm going to tie it around me. I'm going to give one side to Larry and one side to Bob. And I want us to see just what happens in the natural. So here, Bob, you can have that side. Larry, you can have that side. I don't want you to like pull me over here. All right, just hold it tight. Just hold it tight. So these two, Bob, why don't you go as far that way as you can, Larry as far that way as you can. They're not together right now. They're far apart. But watch what happens when they're both tied to me and I move that way. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Faster. What happened? I dropped a microphone. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Thank you very much. You see, if they're both tied to me and I'm moving in a direction, they might have started far apart, but if they keep moving with me, what happens? They get drawn together. They get drawn together. All right, I honestly didn't expect applause for that one. But it's true. And there's, there's a reality there spiritually that we need to remember. When you and I choose to say, yes, I'm a disciple of Jesus, he is first in my life. He's not just Savior, he's Lord. I'm following him. Nothing is off the table for him. When we choose to follow him and chase after him like that, there may be some people who we started far apart from. And honestly, it's one of the most miraculous and wonderful things about being in the family of God. You form a, a new friendship with them that came out of left field and was exactly what you needed in the time of need. This isn't just theory to me. I've experienced this. In the darkest moments of my life, God brought people out of the woodwork from his family, showed up and took over my life to get me through to health again. Some of you guys need that. Are you, are you following him? Are you part of the family? Are you journeying together? Don't let the devil keep you isolated. He loves to isolate you. We said it before, the devil, John talks about it, he's a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. How does a lion hunt? Divide and conquer, baby. Find the weak one, siphon him off. Don't go after the herd. Find that isolated one. Don't be that isolated one. Get in the family with us. When you and I are following him, when our lives are tied securely to Jesus, we grow closer and closer to one another on the journey because it's not a solo journey. It's a journey we take together. I want to say this. We have to remember that, especially, especially in times when even insignificant preferences that we have are blown out of proportion to keep us apart, to separate us. We need to keep our eyes and our hearts fastened to Jesus. Amen? Amen. Again, sometimes choosing to love people when you have disagreements, sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes finding unity with a brother who you have some serious challenges with is not easy. There will be challenges in this family as well. There will be. What are we going to do about it? I like what Dallas Willard says. He said, there is no problem in human life that apprenticeship to Jesus cannot solve. There's not a single problem you're going to encounter in 2023 or ever again that cannot be solved when you're following Jesus with your whole heart. Interpersonal problems, relational struggles, we see them, we know them. Some of you guys felt them. It was Christmas recently, right? There is no problem in human life that cannot be solved by apprenticeship to Jesus. As disciples of Jesus, we can take this one to the bank. He, he will unite our hearts and our lives more and more the more that we're tied to him. 
the more that we follow his lead. What was Jesus' final prayer for you and I in the Garden of Gethsemane before the Father in those precious alone moments before the cross? Father, make them one the way that you and I are one. We're going after him wholeheartedly. We're holding nothing back from Jesus, and I know he's going to do something in us and through us we could not imagine. Amen? We don't get to choose our family, but we do get to choose whether or not we will engage. So what do you think? Can we venture a little further into Jesus' desires for us as a church family this year? Are you up for it? Are you tired? Some of us are tired. I gotta tell you, fresh strength is not found by unplugging from everything. It's found in working the right way, right? Jesus defines rest like this. It's not the absence of work in our lives. It's working with the right people and with him. That's where we find soul rest. I gotta tell you, I need some soul rest sometimes. And everything, I, everything inside of me wants to be VR church about the whole thing. But my soul comes alive when I'm walking with him. Not when I'm on Netflix all day. <laughs> Amen? Amen? So what do you think? Can we go a little further with Jesus this year? In another place, Dallas Willard remarked that the leading assumption in the American church is that you can be a Christian, but not a disciple. Some of you guys are here and you've heard a lot about different church things, but talk about discipleship has always seemed like just programs or whatever. There's an assumption in the American church that you can be a Christian, but not a disciple of Jesus. And that, if you read the word, is a total contradiction. It's 100% wrong. And we need to remember Matthew 28, verse 18 and 20 in the NIV, the final remarks of Jesus before he ascended to the Father. Then Jesus came to his disciples and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Our call is to be disciples who make disciples. Amen? Long before they were ever called Christians, they were disciples, students, apprentices of the master. And our greatest desire for everybody who calls Word of Grace home is that you see yourself as a disciple of Jesus, wholly committed to him through thick and thin. So what is a disciple? One last time, a great definition comes from Dallas Willard. He says this, and it really rings true as you consider those first 12. We didn't know what was going on most of the time, okay? He says this, a disciple is a person who has decided that the most important thing in their life is to learn how to do what Jesus said to do. A disciple is not a person who has things under control or knows a lot of things. Disciples are simply people who are constantly revising their affairs to carry through on their decision to follow Jesus. Every day, belong to him. Every day, moving with him. Amen? You don't have to have it all figured out. Praise God, because I don't have it all figured out. I don't think I ever will have it all figured out. You just need to commit every day to going a little bit further with him, to letting him lead you, to letting him shape you as a disciple. We want to pursue what Jesus had in mind, not just for a season, but for the long haul. Not just go after what's comfortable or normal, in our world, right? How many of you guys know normal is overrated? 
Normal's overrated. I'm looking at all you guys. There's not a single person in this room that God desires to leave it normal. He doesn't want an ordinary existence for you. Now, I'm not saying that every single one of you guys, and me included, is going to become Billy Graham, okay? I don't have delusions of grandeur here. But Jesus promised us extraordinary, not ordinary. Do you know that? John chapter 10, he called it life more abundantly, life to the full. The life that you always wanted is found in discipleship to him. So let's not settle for ordinary, amen? Let's not shrink back into routine and mundane. There are going to be mundane things about our lives. I like what C.S. Lewis said, you know, following Jesus consists of finding him in the mundane as well. But trusting he's got extraordinary for you. So we have a dream to follow Jesus together in relational discipleship. To shake up maybe our normal rhythms as a church and commit ourselves to his way. Because we've been called to be disciples, amen? He called each one of us, follow me. And if we've responded and said, I'm I'm coming after you, God, we want to let him shake us up. Because the truth is this, every single one of us is being discipled by something. Or a lot of things, probably. We are wired to be discipled. We're like sponges. We're all being discipled every day. We have a million things that we turn to, that we're into, that pull at our time, that pull at our hearts. I don't know what it is for you, whether it's you know, a hobby that you might have, whether it's social media, you know, a news app that you keep refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Am I allowed to talk about technology for a minute? <laughs> Sharpen, take a breath. Okay. Can we talk about how our addictions to things are keeping us in bondage? Or is that overstepping too much for a January 8th? You see, I'm not a Luddite here, okay? I don't want you to go live in a hole somewhere. <laughs> Nor do I want you to, I don't want you to be somebody who just throws your phone away and is like, I'm done with that. But we have to recognize we're all being discipled daily. One of the primary ways is our phones. We need to be intentional. More than anything, we need to be intentional about letting Jesus be the one to do the discipling in our lives. Spend time in his word, spend time in his presence, and less time in internet wormholes, because they're programmed to keep you in them. (laughs) Craig Rochelle says this, your life will flow in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What are the things you're thinking about most? What are the things you're most passionate about? Your life will flow towards those things. Are those things that are drawing you closer to Jesus? Or are they things that are stoking outrage in you? Are they drawing you closer with God's people? Or are they pushing you away from God's people? See, what we fix our eyes on will have our hearts. Jesus even said it to this point, that we'll sink our treasure into those things too. Hmm. It's a lot easier to not consider these things on January 8th, to not talk about them. Just to... Say, ah, you know, it's okay. I'm just going to follow after my desires, my appetites. Follow your heart. Isn't that what our world tells us? Whatever sounds good, do it. But every Christian needs to daily have that question in our hearts. What is discipling me today? What's discipling me today? Because Jesus promises us so much more than all the trinkets and technologies of our world could ever give us. Amen? Even while we're figuring out how to follow him, because we're going to make some mistakes along the way. 
Even when we feel in over our heads, or like, I could never do that. Or maybe we feel like we've failed him too many times. When we're in that place, he's going to keep on calling us, come follow me today. Come follow me today. Because he longs to transform us into new creations every day. I like how Eugene Peterson translated Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30. He said this, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it and you'll recover your life free and light. You'll find rest for your soul. Those are the words of Jesus, the invitation of Jesus. No matter where you're at, whether you feel like you're worthy or not, he's inviting you again. Come follow me. Doesn't mean you have to know it all. Just choose to engage every day. Choose to know him more each day. And don't settle for ordinary. Don't settle for the rat race that our world offers when he un- he's offering unforced rhythms of grace, okay? He's offering rest for our souls, and we look at our world and we know we need rest for our souls. So don't settle for ordinary when he wants to give you extraordinary, amen? amen. I want you to imagine with me for a moment what it would look like for you to press in to what Jesus has for you. What would it look like to let Jesus show you a new rhythm, following him and growing together in community? It might cost you some Netflix time, let's be honest. We all have hobbies. We all have things that we're like, this is my unplug. This is where I'm going to just tune out for a while. We get numb for a while, whatever it may be. We might have to lay some things down. There's a cost of discipleship. But I believe with all my heart, the rhythm that God has in mind for you is the rhythm that you were made for, designed for with him. So today I'm inviting you to something. Let's be the church together that Jesus has in mind again. Amen? Amen. It's obvious each and every January 1st that we know the truth. If you want to see something change in your life, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again, right? I mean, what's the definition of insanity? Do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. So I want to invite you. It's January. Let's resolve to shake things up a little. Not in the usual ways. Not the ones that burn out by March, but for the long haul. Allow God to call us back to the ancient rhythm that he has designed us for. I want to invite you to join us in something. February 5th, you can put that one on your calendar. We're launching into a new rhythm for our church. It's not a program. It's an ongoing rhythm for 2023 and beyond called Follow Together. Here are some of the highlights of what we're going to be doing together. Number one, time each week. You know, it might be multiple days. It might be one chunk, whatever you can do. Time each week looking at something from God's word about being his disciple. With the help of an amazing tool we want to put in your hands, I can show you, it's called a discipleship journey. It's an awesome tool about what it means to follow Jesus as his disciple. It's got some incredible insight. It will grow you. And we want you to spend some time meditating on the word in this tool. Another thing, every single week, a meetup time with two other people. 
men with men, women with women, for some very obvious reasons. We call these U plus two groups. U plus two groups. Whether you can meet digitally or preferably in person somehow, as you grow as a disciple, you know there's power in not just journeying alone, but journeying with two other people who are going to be praying for you, who are going to be hearing with you, who are going to be growing with you, celebrating with you, excited, encouraging you along your journey. There's power in that, in listening to one another, sharing with one another, in accountability that that creates, in prayer with one another. You plus two groups, every week, find a way to not just digest some things, new things from the Lord, but to share, to grow together. In February, we're also going to be bringing back a weekly rhythm for our church. Some of you guys remember this called Tribe Talks. Anybody remember Tribe Talks? I think they were okay last time. Anybody like them? Was it all right? Yeah? Because here's the thing. We anticipate if we go deep like this, God is going to give us some testimonies along the way. Amen? If we all journey together and let him pull us in a new direction, we're going to get closer and closer together as a church family. We're going to have some things to celebrate along the way. So Tribe Talks are coming back. And if you don't know what that is, you're going to find out more about it. But let's just say it's like we put you on a countdown clock and have you share about what Jesus is doing in your life. And it's fantastic. It's so encouraging. Um, Because we anticipate God's going to speak to us through members of this family. Not just CJ and myself and other people who share the pulpit. But from all of us as we journey in the same truths from his word. Follow Together is not a program. It's not going to replace what we do on Sundays or in life groups. But I have a feeling it's going to spill over into everything we do together as a church family. It's going to be fantastic. And I hope as January continues, you get more and more excited about what's coming. Because God's up to something in our church, amen? He's up to something in this family. And we want to press into that. So we got way more information is going to be coming at you starting next week. Um, it'll be up probably on the website this week. It'll be at the Connect Center next week. Um, It's called a white paper from the elder team and myself that explains what it is we're going to be calling you to to join us in. Um, And I'd love to get you a more complete rundown so you can see me after as well if you've got questions. But the driving force of what we want to do together is the intimate setting, those you plus two groups, getting some time for conversations with Jesus right at the center every week. The driving force of this is the U plus two groups where we gather around his word, we share what he's teaching us, we pray together. Amen? Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says this in the message. It says this, it's better to have a partner than go it alone. Share the work, share the wealth. And if one falls down, the other helps. But if there's no one to help, tough. Two in a bed warm each other. Alone, you shiver all night. By yourself, you're unprotected. With a friend, you can face the worst. Can you round up a third? A three-stranded rope isn't easily snapped. You plus two groups are going to be awesome. If you go with us on this journey, it's going to be something you never forget. It'll shape your life. It'll give Jesus the opportunity to work in your life like never before. We invite you, come with us on a new journey. Because we know that if we'll commit ourselves to this, it's going to bring incredible growth for not just you, not just your group, but for all of us together in this family. Amen? It's going to be massively enriching to this family. And i got to say, I need this in my life. I need this more and more. I've got friends and people who I lean on, people who are close to me, but I need it to be a, a rhythm that I say, no, no, this is first priority for me. Anybody else? 
I know I'm not alone in that. I need this in my life. For over a year, the elders and deacons, the staff and I have been praying this through. And we believe that God has something in store for all of us together and something in store for you as we launch into a new rhythm of following Jesus in community. Amen? Amen. So we're going to go for it. And we're unashamedly going to say, join in with us. Come with us on a journey. As we step in rhythm with him, we know it will once again be the unforced rhythm of his grace to all of us. We're going to receive communion together in a few moments. As we realize the journey he's called us to is a journey we take together, there's nothing better to do. There's a couple practical things first that I want to invite you to do. And if you didn't grab communion stuff, they're out in the lobby. You can go run and grab them. If you are watching online, you can run to the kitchen. If you're on your virtual reality headset, you can take it off for a second. In January, tomorrow, we're beginning our fast. And even as we do that, intentionally creating space in our lives and our schedules to seek God more, inviting the Holy Spirit to speak to us, I want to encourage you. Ask him, ask him how you can go deeper as a disciple of Jesus. How you can step more and more into that calling that he placed on your life when he said, come follow me. You know, as we're making time together in fasting and prayer, let that be a prayer point for you. Jesus, maybe show me what's been discipling me. Maybe, maybe there's some things that, you know, he's going to ask you to lay down to help create margin for him to work in your life. Even if it means giving some things up, let's make Jesus our first priority again. Amen? Amen. So pray that he would reveal to you ways to make following him your priority, not just for the short term, but how to make it a rhythm that continues on and on in your life and shapes your life. Secondly, I want to invite you, don't just pray about how you can be more of a disciple of Jesus. Pray about joining and forming a U plus two group and going on this journey with us. Two people are great, but a quarter three strands, if you can round up a third like Eugene Peterson said, all the better. You know, you might have four. We're not, we're not going to say that's off limits or whatever, but, but seriously, find a couple of people that you have an ability to be with once a week for some time, whether digitally or you get to lunch together. Maybe lunch after Sundays are fantastic, right? Let's find a way to make digesting God's word and then processing it together a rhythm we embrace because a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Amen? Amen. The journey he calls us to is a journey together. We want to end today by receiving community to celebrate that he's making us one family. That what he achieved for us goes on into eternity. Amen? Amen? On the night Jesus was betrayed, he gave his disciples something to do together. This shared meal that he said, do this regularly in remembrance of me. He gave them a way of centering their lives on him together. He took the bread after supper, and he broke it and gave it to them, saying this, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We receive the bread with gladness today because we know <laughs> that he chose to be broken for us so that every piece of brokenness in us, and we all have our broken places, can be healed in him. Amen? Remember, as we journey together, there is no problem in human life that apprenticeship to Jesus cannot solve. We trust that. There may be areas of your life that, you know, you've got some broken things. Maybe 
You've, you've been trying to fix something in your life and your efforts aren't making the difference. I invite you, bring those things to Jesus right now. Call them to mind. Maybe you need to bow your head and just think through those. Maybe it's a relationship. You know, maybe it's a, an area where you need healing. But as we receive the bread together, let it be an act of faith to hold those things in your mind and your heart and say, Jesus, I trust you for healing as well. Amen. Let's receive the bread together. After supper, Jesus also took the cup and he shared it with them, proclaiming this. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. See, under their old covenant, there was no forgiveness of their sin without sacrifice, without the shedding of blood. But Jesus said, I'm becoming for you the perfect sacrifice for all your sin. Not just to remove your guilt, and pronounce you right with God one time, but giving us power over sin that we need that power every day, amen? Amen. We need that power ongoing as we come to him together. So as we receive the cup together, let's just thank him for the cross in our hearts, for the new life that we have that's possible because of him, because of his sacrifice for us. Let's receive the cup together. Amen. Would you stand with me? Let's pray together. We're going to get ready to worship. And in a few minutes after we're done worshiping, if you have any kind of questions for me, please come find me. More importantly, while we're worshiping, if you've got something you'd like to be praying about, our prayer team is going to be around the sides and you can come and receive prayer. You know, James says that the prayer of a powerful, prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. We need to lean on each other more and more this way, amen? So don't be shy. Come find us if you've got a need in prayer. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you. God, we thank you that you're all that we need. That even in the moments that we don't understand or we feel like all our best efforts didn't produce the thing we desired, even when things are tough in our lives, you know every detail. You care about every detail and you are still more than enough for us. Lord, we thank you that you didn't invite us to a life that's just ho-hum and ordinary, but life more abundant in you. That you're making us new creations. That you want to call us deeper and deeper into the rhythms of your grace. We pray that you give us clarity on how to step into that. We want what you want. We want to leave normal behind and run after you with all we've got. And we pray that you would take us more and more on a new journey with you. We love you, Lord. We invite you to move in our hearts to call us to more again in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps others find this content. If you want to connect with us, head over to social media or go to wordofgracechurch.com.